Yo, what up? This is Pastor Jay. You tune into the Upper Room Podcast, powered by Eastern Star Church. So I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, in seminary school. ATL. And we go to church, and I'm not going to say the church. I'm not going to say the, <laughs> the person that was preaching that day. But we go to church, and a well-known preacher was preaching on that day. And we're walking from the car to the, to the church. And I'm walking. I'm like, dang, I forgot my Bible. And my homie goes, oh, man, you won't need that. It's <laughs> Is this Sunday morning? No, this was like a revival night. Like, it was a guest preacher that came. That's I said, oh, man, I got to go back and grab my Bible. Nah, He's like, need man, it, bro. you don't need that. Bro, like, no, bro, you good. I was like, yeah, but, eye, bro, like, you ain't going to need it. <laughs> yeah, but, it's not, but yeah, bro, we in church right now. Like, I need my Bible. He's like, nah, 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 nah. Trust me, trust me, bro. <laughs> trust me, bro. That's not necessary. Yeah. That is hilarious. Hey, hey, it's Minister Hazel. You are listening to the Upper Room Podcast powered by Eastern Star Church. So, so Hazel, this is the yes. upper room. I know this is new. This is Our, new We're for still me. kind of the preseason. So, okay. so this whole vibe that you're feeling right now, this it. is a part of the upper room. All right. Hey, I can the dig it. Upper room. And so, and so we, you know, we 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 discuss in the upper room uh, some things that can't be discussed <laughs> in the lower public room? Oh. <laughs> or the lower room yeah in the lower room with the masses you know what i'm the saying lower room. we got to use that next <laughs> the lower room right. and literally this is the upper room so we're it's, we're it's, it's in a room elevated. it's uppered yeah uppered uppered in a corner it's upward. elevated yeah hey listen y'all been making the words it. all day actually yeah we have listen, we really have yeah. uh yeah. so the essence of the breaking bread piece is like you know jesus preached mm-hmm. out on the beach to the masses but then he also had private conversations with his disciples in the yeah. upper room they broke bread they had wine they yeah. relaxed and he got into some deep yeah. theological you know philosophical spiritual cultural things I I really love it, um, and I will say that I'm a little sadly disappointed that we don't have bread or wine here. Yeah, well, yeah, you know yeah. this is this is the early beginnings. This is our humble yeah. beginnings. Yeah, all right. But you're a pro- I perceive that you are a prophet uh-huh. <laughs> because these are these are things which we have discussed. Yes, and yes. If it yes. be the Lord's will that we do intend on breaking some ride, a little yeah. Italian. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We need a little bit of you know what I'm saying Moscato and Chambly. Yeah. You know what? Next time we're going to at least have the 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 community. Communion cups. I think that's the best that we can do. Uh, yes, yeah, we, we, the, the least we could do. Yeah. Some communion cups. Get some saltine crackers and yeah. grape juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll no. make it work. We're gonna make it work. But we like the direction you're thinking. Yes, because that's the direction we're trying to head to. That's well, right. The scripture you know, says it's certain things to come. You yeah. know, you write the vision and you make it plain. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So we're making it plain. Let's do it. The, the vision has been written some time before, but now <laughs> we're right. making it plain, yeah. and uh, we are here to break bread. And Absolutely. so the essence of this podcast will be to literally study the Bible, Yeah. all right, to break yeah. the bread. And uh, we're going to break it down the best way we can, all right? Um, I am uh, Pastor Jay, okay? I am uh, uh, one of the pastors here at Eastern Star Church, uh, part of the Upper Room Vibe Village. <laughs> I got the homie, Pastor P. What's happening? He is our youth pastor here at uh, Eastern Star Church, who is powering, okay, the podcast. And then also we have our sister, all right, from another mister. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, she uh, is licensed. Hallelujah! Okay. A licensed marriage and family therapist. Yes. She is a preacher. She is a graduate of CTS. Yes. Seminary. Yes. She's the homie, Hazel Owens. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, guys. 
Thanks, man. I feel the love. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I'm excited, man. Yeah, we are I'm too. I'm excited. Yeah. It's uh, a good time to be excited right now. Yeah, man. There's, yeah. You know, there's a lot going on in the world, and um, we can have moments of joy. Yeah. In the midst of it, all. listen. Don't get me started. I know, in the midst anyway. of it all. Come on, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. pause right there. But listen, thank y'all so much for uh, inviting me. Oh yeah, thanks for, thanks for uh, pulling up it. in the upper room as we break bread today. And today we'll be breaking bread. You know, we're gonna select from the menu. <laughs> Philippians four. There's so much let's, that we can select from the menu. It. That yeah. is the word of God. But we will look at Philippians four today. I hope y'all got y'all Bibles. I mean, you guys heard of uh, Martin Luther King uh, letter from the Birmingham jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. on, talk to us. Uh, this is that. <laughs> yes. This is that. Yeah. Uh, chapter four is, is the final section of Paul's mm-hmm. letter that he's writing. And of course, in the ancient writings, you know, they didn't, they didn't break it down in chapters like we have in modern day right. to keep things organized. So this was a letter that he has written from prison to a church that he's planted in a city called Philippi. Mm-hmm. And he is writing them in essence, to thank them for the gifts that mm-hmm. uh, they gave him while he was dealing with all his persecution. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's in and out of jail. And, you know what I mean? He's getting beaten, flogged. And so the church looked out for the pastor or the leader, in a sense, and uh, was making sure that he was good in prison. So they send this, they send one of their leaders out, you know, mm-hmm. and messengers out to make sure he's good. <clears throat> and so while the messenger is checking on Paul, the uh, Ephroditus, mm-hmm. he is become sick mm-hmm. and so uh he not only comes to bring support for paul but letting him know what's going on in the church mm-hmm. yeah. and so then paul hears about the things that are going on and he is writing this letter in response to what he hears from epiroditus or Ephroditus or uh yeah. brother pastor e deacon <laughs> e okay and uh he goes and and uh, he writes this letter and so i can imagine you know the letter gets back to the church and somebody mm-hmm. is reading this aloud and and some of the things that are said in this letter, mm. you kind of get some insight as to what's going on. Specifically in chapter four, however, okay, mm-hmm. verse two is very mm-hmm. is very interesting because it highlights a little bit as to what he was addressing. Yeah. Verse two, he appeals to Iota and Syntyche, mm-hmm. okay, uh, Pastor E and S, okay, <laughs> and whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. They had a disagreement about it. Mm-hmm. So here is the, here is w- what's happening. Paul is in prison because of persecution. The church themselves, as the body of Christ, are going through persecution. And not only that, their leader is in prison. And now they, they got two leaders at the church who are disagreeing about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. All the distress is going on. They're, mm-hmm. they're the, they themselves are getting persecuted by the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. They've been kicked out the synagogue. <laughs> and verse 4 of chapter four, Paul <laughs> has the audacity to say from prison, <laughs> always be full of joy in the Lord. Mm. <laughs> say it again, rejoice. Rejoice, or, rejoice yes. in the Lord always. And again, again I, I say, say rejoice. Rejoice. Yeah. If it's anybody that can challenge us to have joy and freedom, it's some people that's still in bondage. Mm. So you got some people in bondage encouraging people that's free to say, yo, Rejoice again. I, y'all need to know. Yeah, this is a time mm-hmm. for y'all to rejoice. And yeah. um, even that mindset has me thinking about our brothers and sisters in prison systems. Mm. Our, you know, what I'm saying young people that's in right. prison systems. I know faith in faith in Indiana. Mm. I was at one of their meetings yesterday, and just the work that they're doing to make sure that young people 
uh, especially are not being held captive to a system. Mm -hmm. They went through some of the stats of people on ankle monitors and mm -hmm. how much it cost them and it messed mm -hmm. their credit up. Just so, But understanding where joy comes from mm -hmm. and to understand that joy is something that transcends your physical my, disposition my, my. <laughs> is something that I think that Pastor Paul is trying to help yeah. us free people understand. But it's like, how does he come? Like, how are you able to do that while in prison, while yeah. in and out of jail? You know, you, you got the Roman Empire after you. Your church, they fighting over here while you're gone. You got your boy who come to check on you. He end up sick. You end up missing all of this. And he's like, rejoice in the Lord. It's like, <laughs> it's, like it's almost kind of, you know, it's almost kind of like cliche when you're in yeah. church and you just hear people say, yeah, praise the Lord. It's like, I know, but. I'm struggling. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, man. but it's like, and then when I look at the letter in, in chapter one, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you kind of put this whole thing in context, mm -hmm. his perspective about why he's in what he's going yeah. through is so vital because he's like, you know, I'm in it, but the gospel is still being shared. Mm. Like I'm in it, but like the good, there's so much good that is coming out of this. And so he knows mm -hmm. because God is using this pain for a greater good. I can rejoice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I can have joy. Mm -hmm. Hazel, what you think mm -hmm. about that? Well, I mean, again, you know, I just, as a, a person in a field of mental health yeah. and faith, um, I can't help but think in my own spiritual imagination what Paul had to do with his emotions, right? Yeah. So, one, it's evident his relationship with God, it just it pours all through his writings, um, mm -hmm. especially here in this letter, right? So there's that, that affirmation that's there, but he's, he's still human, right? So mm -hmm. we, we kind of like to put Paul up there with Jesus sometimes, mm -hmm. but he's still a human <laughs> uh, fleshly man, right, mm -hmm. who has emotions and who has... Um, stressors and is dealing with, as we just unpacked, real life um, hardships, right. right? And so I am sure that going to prison for how, who knows how many times this is at this point, yeah. right? <laughs> there may be a, okay, well, here we go again, you mm -hmm. know, type situation, mm -hmm. or like, dang, I'm here again. And having to kind of dig back mm -hmm. into the track record of God yeah. uh, to recognize that, hey, yeah, this is a really tough situation. This is how I'm feeling. Um, I, I talked about interrogating your emotions, right? right? So in my, this is not Bible, but in my spiritual imagination as a human being, mm -hmm. I, I imagine Paul possibly interrogating his emotions right. um, and aligning with what God has done, mm -hmm. what God says and what God is doing mm. to put those emotions in check mm -hmm. so that he could sit down and write this letter of no encouragement. Um, so some admonishment, some gratitude is in this letter, mm -hmm. but also of encouragement to this small church yeah. that is struggling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So he can say rejoice. And his joy is not predicated by his external circumstances. That's facts, and that's his, key. His joy mm -hmm. is dependent on his relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes we look for, for things to make us happy, mm -hmm. and joy is something that's deeper than that. So Absolutely. he mm -hmm. says rejoice always, not just uh, when things are good, right, and the external things that are happening to us make us feel good, right, um, and we want a celebration, <laughs> right, mm -hmm. but... It, Rejoice when things are bad. Always, yeah. It should be a constant 
practice mm. that we that we engage in, and we can't do that uh, independent from Jesus. No, mm. that's very good. That's very good because, and I think you you you're helping us be, with uh, prioritizing the word of God and the truth of God, and then he's like, yo, these feelings are real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the reality of stress is real, but there's something of substance that we can interrogate our feelings with. Yeah. And that is the truth of God. And Paul says, because of that, I can have joy because I, I can have joy because he's done it before. Yes. He's brought me out of prison before. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there was an earthquake. I, was, yeah. I broke free before. Like all these things <laughs> happened before. So <laughs> I can have joy now knowing, like you said, the track record. Mm -hmm. And the letter, I mean, as he continues on in his letter, he's like, first of all, the audacity to say, have joy all the time. <laughs> yeah. Then he says, I know you I know I'm in prison. You know, somebody is sick. You know, the leaders are fighting. You're in persecution. Verse six, but don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't even sweat it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And in some <laughs> translations, don't be anxious. Yeah, right? there you go. And so I, I like that translation, the don't be mm -hmm. anxious. Mm -hmm. Um, because what he's saying here is not don't feel mm -hmm. anxiety. Right. Yeah. Don't feel worry mm -hmm. or stress, right? He's saying don't be. Don't be So it. you can yeah. have anxiety, but anxiety doesn't have to have you. That's yeah, no, that's you can good. have fear and feel fear, but fear doesn't have to have you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to rob you of your identity and who you are in Christ mm -hmm. because you have these feelings and emotions. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I think people are learning how to rejoice, what it means to rejoice, because you're, what right. you're talking about is a disposition. Yeah. Mm. My yeah. standing. Right yeah. now, mm. I might feel scared, right? right. Or I might right. feel worry, mm -hmm. but that's not where I belong. That's not, that's who not I where am. I'm. That's not who I am. Yeah. It's not what I am being, mm. and it's not where I'm standing. I'm not mm. going to reside there. It's like we used to talk about that difference between looking and focusing on it. Now, I might see, you know, say, oh, this might be an opportunity for mm -hmm. me to worry, but that's the time I think where this rejoice kind of comes back in to, that, that causes the anxiety and everything to flee. It's like that reroute always takes us back to again. And for some reason with Joyce, rejoice, it almost feels like the the practice of joy. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's just like mm -hmm. practice joy once again yeah. <laughs> in your mind. Rehearse, look mm -hmm. back and see, right? Understand what he's done. And in that, act in the joy mm -hmm. and to take your place out of whatever the emotions like you're talking yeah. about those feelings yeah. that you'll feel in the anxious situation. Yeah, and don't be so quick to, to rush past those emotions, right? Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, um, these emotions and these uh, thoughts can get so dark, can get so heavy, mm. um, and it can feel like we can't see past the horizon, mm. right? Um, and so we'll use uh, certain cliche things, yeah. right, <laughs> uh, to rush us past feeling uncomfortable right mm. and like I tell my clients give the emotions voice mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. your um, Brene Brown uh, has this quote on, on a podcast and I, I said this on one of our Bible studies recently uh, your emotions are indicators not dictators yeah that's right really good. so mm -hmm. let your emotions indicate to you what's going on but they don't have the you should not allow them to have the power mm -hmm to dictate your behavior. Mm -hmm. We have to slow ourselves down to feel the emotion and not rush past it 
put slap a Band-Aid on it and think that, you know, that we're good, right? Mm-hmm. We have to unpack that and interrogate that and rightly align it with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he says, you know, don't worry about it, but here's another option. You know, pray mm-hmm. about it. Pray about it. Don't yeah. worry about anything. Pray about everything. And sometimes I forget, or no, sometimes I, we as a church, I think sometimes we often forget, like, the scriptures were written to the church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was written to, like, the the people of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So these, so, like, when we read the scriptures, it's not to, like, people who are outside of the community, in a sense. It's like, it's for the faith community. And it's like, He's telling the church to pray. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like sometimes, I mean, the church were. I'm sure they were praying. You know what I mean? I'm sure that they were like doing the words and holding the hands. And mm-hmm. but it's like, well, maybe it's like there's a lack of power behind the prayer or or, or a lack of belief. Yeah. Uh, the the perspective of yeah, what we think of prayer we pray. is yes. or the answering of the prayer and what that looks like. Yeah. And and it's like you know sometimes the approach that we have to prayer may not, may not always necessarily have to be what I can get out of this. Mm. Sometimes yeah. it can be something that is therapeutic of something Facts. I can let go, the, not something yes. that I can bring like, like a new blessing that I, Lord, I pray for this. Yeah. yeah. It's like lo- more so like, Lord, re- take this from me. Yes. Yes. It can, it can be a both and right. A, yeah. a, a releasing and a receiving. Right. Um, Something that came up for me just now as you were talking is um, not only our perspective about prayer, but our posture when we go into prayer. Mm. Right. And I'm not talking about like, oh, are you praying on your knees and bowing down, eyes closed and all that good stuff. Mm. I mean, all that's cool if that's what you want to do. But sometimes my knees be aching. So I I got bad knees. (laughs) I just can't be doing all that. that But (laughs) listen here, (laughs) listen here. The body uh, just gives out sometimes. But. My point is that it's more of your disposition, your mm. posture going in, right? So mm. um, a lot of times, you know, it's our perspective on prayer, what we think prayer is going to do for us, or uh, we approach prayer like we are approaching some, like, you know, magic egg ball no, or, nice. or, yeah, yeah. or a genie, right? You know what I mean? You remember the magic egg ball. Yeah, you shake I it do like, remember. And, and you were based that on how you make all your decisions. Well, the yeah. egg ball said, like, no. Look, said, maybe. You got to try it again. <laughs> maybe. And so I think that we got we to gotta focus, like, really pay attention to our perspective about prayer, but also our, our position, yeah, our posture, posture. Yeah. our disposition going into it, right? So mm-hmm. if we're going into it, um, still with this whole, you know, motive, like, I'm still going to do it my way anyway, but I'm going to pray because, you know, that's what we were taught to do, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, or this idea that um, we can use it in a, in a form of toxic positivity. Mm. We'll just pray about it. Yeah. Well, hold on a minute. That's where the cliche piece comes that's in. That's where right. the cliche piece comes yeah. in. And, and, and I hate to say this, um, but our Christian community have that really bad. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. And it sometimes affects literally our spiritual journey where our prayers do become cliche. Definitely. Exactly. Where it's like, all right, I got on my knees and I said Definitely. a prayer today, so I did, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you're mm-hmm. saying it's like, 
there's a disposition, there's an attitude, there yes. is an approach, a position. Yes. yes. Even whether you're on your knees or standing up, whether you're talking in the shower, about you know what I'm saying, in the park, it don't matter. It's the heart of of, of yes, what are approach. you bringing into it? Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And then, you know, and I would say even for like, you know, all of us in here, we're faith leaders, right? Right. And and we get tired. You know, so let's just be real. Um, people want us to feel as if that, uh, you know, they should have full access to us at any right. time of the day. And um, if we don't respond in the the way in which and manner that they want us to respond, mm. it's a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. For faith leaders, sometimes we can get ourselves caught up when someone is coming to us in great distress and we listen to them. We think we're listening to them. And then our response to them is, oh, well, we'll go ahead and pray, pray about, about it. it. Yeah. Right. Wait a minute, <laughs> sir, yeah. man. Don't worry. Rejoice. I, I just, I, don't worry. Rejoice. Right. Exactly. And so could you imagine, though, like, I mean, here's the thing. Paul says this in the in the last. <laughs> we'll just rattle it off. Just rattle it off real quick, right? But Paul waits to say this at at, at the end of the letter. Yeah, yeah. He mm. waits to say this at the end yeah. of the letter. This is after and he has said, "Let this mind be in you." Yes, this is after right. he has like really given them yeah. some instruction and really mm. started to walk with them through his through his words. Then he tells them this. But we sometimes, as faith leaders, will rush to the rejoicing almost as a Band-Aid. And what that is is toxic positivity Mm -hmm. because maybe something that they're bringing is making us uncomfortable. Or maybe we just don't have capacity. And so instead of naming that Mm -hmm. and saying that, hey, Brother, sister, Mr. Ma'am, whoever. I don't know what to tell I you. I would I'm love <laughs> to talk to you some more about this. Can yeah. we set up a time in X amount of days? Right. So that you have time to fill your cup up and get your mind right to properly receive this person. Mm-hmm. And now we're, you know, and this is kind of getting ahead, but now we're building trusted community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. And so we, we got to be careful about that and, and as, as members of uh, the faith community, not not rushing to the positivity. Yeah. Um, and we do it to ourselves, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll rush to a positive thing like rejoice and totally ignore or use it as a Band-Aid to cover up what is making us uh, a little uncomfortable. Sure. Right. Yeah. And those emotions got to come, got to go somewhere. Mm. So they come out of overeating. Undereating, high blood pressure, aneurysms, chronic headaches, depression, and all these other things, right? Mm-hmm. And we start taking things out on our kids and loved ones or what have you because we never dealt with the negative emotions. Yeah. And so you deal with it and then you use joy as a grounding tool to give you a proper perspective. Yeah, and that's what it does. Is, and that's why verse 6, he says, and prayer. tell God <laughs> what you need. That's what the prayer, you know, yeah. when you're praying, tell God what you need. And and then he says that the peace of God comes. Mm-hmm. And here's where I want to kind of uh, put the, tap, the the cap on the conversation is all of this stuff is in Christ Jesus. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he's like rejoice in the Lord. Man. Yeah. You know what well. I'm saying? Pray and tell God everything you need. The peace of, the peace of God surpasses human understanding. His peace will guard your hearts and minds. Oof. Here it is again. As you live in, in Christ. Christ Jesus. In That's right. Christ Jesus. Yeah. So it's in Christ where our hearts and minds are guarded. It's in Christ where we experience peace that we can't understand. It's yeah. in Christ where we can pray 
even when we're feeling anxious. It's in Christ where we can have joy all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, man. So that's so key. And I think Paul is really pointing to us. I mean, if you look at verse 9 and he's telling them, you know, do what you learned and what you've seen me do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the peace of God will be with you. Well, we got to yeah. understand what, first of all, what Paul had been through, like you yeah. just referenced a second yeah. ago. And he's had a face to face encounter with the resurrected Christ, right? right? He has had a divine encounter. And so from that, I mean, I, I, you can almost frame it with this thought, and I think it's, you know, there, there's kind of this accusation of this generation and this demographic of Christians that we've kind of lost some of the sense of sacrecy. Mm. And when it comes to uh, what it means to be seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, mm. right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about a spiritual disposition. Mm-hmm. That is going to mm-hmm. really kind of frame how we approach him, yeah. what our posture is when we come to him. So it's like the Christian walk, and this is Paul really trying to raise a Christ, young Christians. He's saying the walk doesn't start with you walking. Mm. It actually starts with you sitting mm. and understanding where you're seated. Mm-hmm. You are his children. Mm-hmm. You are seated in heavenly places with Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sitting at the feet of your Abba mm. in heavenly places will cause you to come into some proximity mm. to some stuff. Yeah. One of those things is his peace. Yes, sir. One mm. of those things is his right. And it yeah. passes all understanding. Yeah. One of those things is to be able to say, Abba, I need. You know right. what I'm saying? I was telling that story about that chick called her son and said, bring me your height. Bring me your height. And it just tripped me out. I'm at an interma- international market, Saraga international marketplace. And it just tripped me out that she called on her son based on his attribute. She said, mm-hmm. I, I, she just say, I need you to come here and get this for me. She said, bring me your height. And it just hit me like she called on the son <laughs> wow. for a specific attribute. <laughs> and wow. said, you got height. something. And I need access to something, but I don't have yeah. access to it with my own strength and All what right. I got. But I can call on my son. I can call on the son. Yes, sir. Yeah. And he can bring me what he has, which will give me yeah. access to what I need. So yeah. this said, him saying uh, call on him. Mm-hmm. Pray for what you need. Let your yeah. requests be made known mm-hmm. to God. Then the God of peace and path, all that stuff is going to become a byproduct of your disposition. So right. that heart posture right. peace and the position and the yes. uh, the, the way the, uh, that we come to prayer, I think, is where Paul is really trying to get them to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's all of that is in Christ. And I think that's the moral of the story, right? Yeah. I mean, yes, like, man. with all the stress that they were in, you know, with the leaders fighting, one leader is locked up, another leader is sick. They dealing with persecution, loved ones. Mm-hmm. I'm sure getting arrested or stoned yeah. or killed. You know what I'm saying? Um, in the midst of all of that, he's saying, "Is <laughs> you can you can you can be you can experience stress and still be in Christ." Yeah, man. Mm. And here's the other thing. I just I just gotta say this because this is this is hitting me a little. Because even Christ experienced stress, yeah. but that's a whole other pot. Well, and for Paul, I mean, how y'all remember who he who he was, right? Yeah. Yes, that's good. He was Saul. Yes, yeah. He persecuted Christians, and so he is still even even with his his background mm-hmm. and his past. Mm-hmm. And and God transforming him, mm-hmm. he is still putting himself in a risky situation, trying to help minister and lead and guide mm. a community of people who may have some bitterness towards him. I'm not saying the people in Philippi, right, but, that's real, but just that's and real. if we look at the the um, the the uh, population of of Christians and in his time, there may have been. Some amongst <laughs> that are looking at this cat like, 
You got you trying to tell me. How are you trying to tell? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yet he's unbothered by that. Mm. And still is pressing forward right. because of his relationship in, in Christ. Because here's where, it, here's where it all, you know, hits me, you know, for me, this whole internal thing. Because literally all this stuff that we've been saying, joy, peace, you know, guarding your heart and mind, is these are like spiritual internal things. Mm-hmm. The scripture that always stands out for me is when Paul says the same spirit. <laughs> yes, that is in <laughs> Christ Jesus. In, Listen, that raised Christ Listen. from the dead is in you. Yeah. Listen, I ain't gonna lie. Mm. Like that mm. gives me mm. a level of um, boldness. Yeah. Mm. When I no no I got I ain't fronting y'all. Like I've said this in in closing of sermons before. Yeah. Right. I speak it over myself. It gives me. This this level of boat. Oh, we are on Christian radio. Mm-hmm. This level of boldness, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Where I am like, bump yeah. it. Yeah. I, I can do whatever Facts. because nah, because the same spirit that raised this dead Jesus right. is in is in me. That'll shout right. you. It is in me. So what? Yeah. Why am I limiting myself? Why yeah. am I? Why am I letting these external things hold me bondage when I got something in me that can break free of that? That can break through death, the grave. It's the spirit of victory. It's the spirit of conquering. It's the spirit of overcoming. (laughs) It's the spirit of resurrection. And it's in us. And sometimes we're so caught up in the external that we miss out on the the byproducts that are within us. You know, the scriptures say, and we we quote it all the time, um, and we sometimes... Forget the end part. God can do exceedingly, abundantly, abundantly. above <laughs> all. We can ask, think, or imagine according. And then we forget the last part. That's all we should. We stop yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God can do exceedingly, abundantly, abundantly. Uh-huh. above all. We can ask, think, or imagine. It's right Is there. Anybody Is there anybody here? Is there anybody here? Why do we do that? You forgot the rest of the part. According to the powers that are in work within you. Within you. And if ain't no power working within you, there is no exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. Because there's nothing working within us. (laughs) So when we take time to rejoice in the Lord. Come on, man. Bruh, because you are. Listen, help us. I am flashing back to every. Well, we just stop the right there and shout like, like yes god I'm like, no, do wait, it there's more do it is there anybody here wait a second before you get to the cross you forgot oh, the last part of that you forgot verse. the last part i need you to go back but this is why we have the bible study Man. podcast all right this is why we break bread all right we got to break bread to make sure we get every piece of crumb that's left in the plate so that Listen. we can get that nourishment that we need to continue to grow and be better. Man. So, Hazel Lowe, thank you so much for kicking in with your homies in the upper room. This your man, Pastor P. You tuned in to the Upper Room Podcast, powered by Eastern Star Church.